everyone. Thank you for joining me. My name is Kelly and you are listening to the Girl Covering Podcast, your ultimate guide for dealing with your mental health in your 20s told through my experiences and tips from dealing with mental illness. So have any of you really struggled with a work-life balance since working from home? Personally, for me, I just started my first corporate internship, and I've had other types of intern-type work. I've done other work from home. I've done school from home, things like that, but for me, I've personally really struggled dealing with a work-life balance, especially working in a corporate environment. Some of you may have experienced similar things before, and if you are going through a summer internship, you know how tricky it can be because the contrast between online school and online internship or online work or anything like that can be pretty stark. Even if you're moving from online school to permanent full-time corporate work, it can be a little difficult. And a work-life balance looks differently between school, between work, between maybe other things, maybe online volunteering. All of those things can look a little different. And for me, I thought I had it down pat until I actually was thrown into the environment and I had to really create a work-life balance during a strict nine-to-five schedule. And that led to me experiencing some feelings of anxiety, overwhelm, and it was really hindering my overall mood. Even if I did love my job, after a while, it became really overwhelming and that was causing me to not like the job I was doing so much anymore. But when I established a proper work-life balance, or at least attempted to, we're still in the process, but when I started making those boundaries, it got a lot better in a lot of different areas of my life. I just felt overall happier. So I'm going to share my top five tips to creating a successful work-life balance. Tip number one, prioritize social connection. This essentially means that at the end of the workday, even if you're tired from talking on Zoom or talking on Microsoft Teams all day, or even if you are in the office at some point, prioritize those connections with your family and friends after work. This is something that I've really had to push myself to do because I personally am working from home while doing my corporate internship. And because of that, I spend all day on Microsoft Teams. And by the end of the day, I don't really have it in me to Zoom call a friend or pick up the phone and call someone. But when I do, I know I feel so much better and it just makes me feel like I've almost reset my day at the end of the day. So how I do this personally is I usually go to bed around 10, 10 10.30. I know I'm a grandma, but doing the corporate life, you kind of have to pick your battles. So I go to bed pretty early and I know that before bed, I usually like to call either my friend or my boyfriend or someone in my family. I really, really push myself to pick up the phone and FaceTime or call someone. And I know the nights I don't do that. Sometimes I get really stressed and I won't pick up the phone and call anyone and then it just gets worse. And when you have that social connection that's not work-related, it can really make you feel a lot better. And, you know, how do you feel worse after hanging out with your friends? If you're around people you really love, it is worth it and it will make you feel better and feel refreshed. And I know that even if I'm really stressed that day, if I just talk it out with my friends they might even be going through a similar thing. So that really helps me also knowing that there's support there. But having that kind of fun social connection really helps your mood and also really helps handle any type of stress. And you can cultivate a schedule from that too. My second tip for work-life balance is having a separate space for working. 
My mistake was having an office space that was literally a meter from my bed. And what was happening with this is when I would go to bed and I'd have a stressful day at work, I couldn't sleep. And even if I did sleep, I would have nightmares, not about work directly, but I would still have nightmares. I would struggle to sleep and it wouldn't be that great. And I found that when I moved to a different area of my house and worked, I didn't really have this issue anymore. When I was doing online school, my desk was in my room and I honestly didn't really have any issues with it. Even if I did have a stressful day at school, it didn't really phase me all that much. It could have been the fact that my room was a little bit bigger in that situation, but school and work can actually be quite different, even if you think the routine might be a bit similar. So in that case, having my school space in my room actually worked out really well for me and I actually really liked it. Sometimes I would work in my kitchen or things like that, but I genuinely like to work in my room and I found it to be really productive for me. However, when I've been working in corporate and doing my internship, I spent some time working in my bedroom and it didn't really work for me. I didn't feel more productive. I felt more overwhelmed. I felt like taking more breaks and I didn't feel as connected into my workspace and it caused sleeping issues for me. So as much as I love the space of my bedroom, it wasn't really working for a work purpose. When I moved that room to another area of my house, that really changed things for me because when I was in that space, I was 100% at work, I was focused, I was motivated because I knew that that was my workspace and when I left it, then I could have relaxing break time. When I had my workspace in my room, I would work and then turn around and take my break all in the same space. But when you take your break in another room, you feel a bit more disconnect and it helps actually take a break from work because sometimes you could take a break while still keeping an eye on your laptop to see if you have any notifications. It's important to take those breaks and take them away from your space. This isn't always possible in some places. You might live in a studio apartment where this isn't even possible, but even just having your desk across the room in a certain little corner away from your bed can be really helpful. And if you need to take those breaks away from your space, going outside is an option. So that is huge for having that balance between your personal life and your work life is separating those spaces. I'm a very physical person and also a very visual person. So having those distinct physical separate areas helps me mentally separate those two. Tip number three, set your working hours and be strict with them. Now, typically for a corporate life, you think work hours are nine to five. A lot of businesses are more flexible with this and they understand nowadays when there is this work from home environment, people have other priorities and you can really set those. For me, I know that I'm more productive when I work in the morning. So I'll typically start earlier and therefore end earlier. I usually work either eight to four or 8.30 to 4.30. So this is something that can be helpful. Of course, communicate with your manager or your boss or whoever manages you, but having that can really help you with your work-life balance because sometimes there are things that happen earlier in the day that you want to be a part of, whether it has to do with maybe you have kids that you have to take care of, or maybe there's just things going on around your house as well that you need to really separate from. Having working hours that work for you can help you spend the time focusing more on work 
and then you have your time for your personal life and they don't have to really cross over in any way. Work can still be work time, just at a different time. But also with this tip, I will say be strict with your hours. For me, I set my hours from 8.30 to 4.30, but for the first few weeks, I always just extended it to 5 or I'd even start at 8 and go to 5. But that's outside the 8 hours and unless you have a lot of work to do that day and it's a rare occasion that you have to go outside your working hours, typically it's not worth it. Stick within your eight hours of work because you don't want to burn out. You don't want to extend yourself past what you are supposed to be doing. You are there to work eight hours. That's all they expect from you. So don't go above and beyond in that case scenario. It's not worth it. You can definitely go above and beyond with your work without having to stay later or come any earlier, especially if it's online. I always had this thought in my mind that you had to be there before your boss and stay after your boss, but online, when you work in corporate, you find out that that's not really the case anymore. That's kind of an old way of thinking. So whatever working hours work for you, set them, be strict with them every day at 4.30, log off. For me, anyways, it's 4.30. And I completely lock my computer, turn it down, and put it in the desk. So I'm not even tempted to go in and grab it. It's completely out of my mind, out of sight, out of mind, don't touch it until the next morning. Emails can wait. (laughs) You might think they can't sometimes, but they can. Trust me, be strict with your hours. You will be thankful for it. This goes along with tip number four, but make a schedule that works for you. So not only should you set hours that work for you, but also making a schedule during the day that works for you. For example, If you want breaks at certain times during the day, make sure you schedule in those breaks into your schedule so people don't bother you and you can actually take that time. You know, maybe at lunch, you want a longer lunch because that works for you or you live with someone and you want to hang out with them during the day. Schedule that time and maybe, you know, you take an extra long lunch and you tack on that time to your end of the day and that's how that works for you. But essentially just making sure you are making a schedule at work that fits both your personal needs and your work needs. When you're at work, you should be focused at work, but sometimes that's not always the case when we work from home, especially. So making sure that there is some type of connect there between scheduling points of your life that are important to you and also having work too. Sometimes those lines can be blurred, but what I like to do personally is I create my work schedule And then I'll create my night routine schedule as well. So I'm actually scheduling in when to stop working and when to do personal stuff. Sometimes I will mix the two. I do have a lot of personal side projects. So sometimes I will take an hour out of my workday to work on those because that's something that really makes me happy. And if I'm having a stressful day at work, sometimes it's nice to have a productive break like that, as I like to call it, and then tack on an hour to the end of your workday, something like that that can work. Again, talk to your manager if that's a possibility. You don't want to just start going out of hours if that's not corporate regulations, but just make sure. And that goes into my fifth tip. Talk to your boss if you're feeling overwhelmed. Many, many companies nowadays are prioritized on their employees having a work-life balance, and your boss is the first place to start. If you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're struggling, your boss can typically direct you in the right direction and they can give you the resources you need. A lot of companies will have resources for work-life balance, whether that be counseling services or just other programs they have. But also with your schedule, if you're finding it hard to really separate from from work and your life, and even if you feel like 
at the end of the day, you're having a hard time logging off, talking to your boss, they can give you their personal tips because they've probably been in it for a longer time than you, or they might have more experience. And they can also help you with your schedule and work hours to find something that works for the both of you. That would be a really great starting point if you are feeling overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. They're a great resource. And if you're too scared to go to your boss to talk about that, maybe find someone else in the company, whether it be a peer, maybe it's someone else on your team. It's not something you directly report to. Maybe you have a mentor. Something like that could really work too. But that's a great starting point to check in with them and see what their advice to us too. So those are my top five tips for having a work-life balance. If you are stressed right now and are struggling, I'm with you there and I'm sure a lot of others are too. So hopefully these tips can help you break down that barrier of being too caught up in work or not finding enough time in your personal life to have fun because both are equally important. I would say your personal life is even more important and don't forget that your personal life exists and your personal happiness exists and work is not everything and I know I struggle telling myself that but it's important to remind yourself of that too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed. Make sure to follow this podcast to hear more episodes like this and make sure to also check out my Instagram at the girl covering for more updates and to follow along with my journey. So again, I hope you enjoyed and have a lovely rest of your day.